0: Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and I'm so glad to have with me Bible teacher, Elizabeth Woodson. Elizabeth recently published the book, Embrace Your Life, How to Find Joy When the Life You Have is Not the Life you Hoped For. In the book, you use the life of Joshua as a framework for your teaching. So my question is, tell us about the life of Joshua and What are the lessons that we learn through his life that we can maybe apply to
1: our own? Joshua is a really, I think he's a really great character in scripture that doesn't always maybe get the attention he deserves. Uh, But he shows up really in the book of Exodus. And so he is a slave in Egypt with the rest of the nation of Israel and gets delivered uh, by God, by the hand of Moses. And becomes Moses' right-hand guy. And so spends 40 years in the wilderness, helping him serve and lead Israel. And then you get to the book that is entitled With His Name. And at the very first few verses, you hear read that Moses has died. And so you start out learning about Joshua's specific journey by learning about a really tragic event that's happened to him. And part of the reason that his story resonated with me so much for my book was you have someone who who led Israel into a significant season, but led them during a significant season of hardship and suffering in his own life. And so how do we see that play out? He is faithful to God uh, and he leads Israel to be faithful. And so I think we see that his trust in God, we see his faithfulness to the covenant with Israel, but we see what it looks like to be resilient in the midst of hardship and trusting that the Lord is going to provide when we don't know exactly what that's going to look like
0: so th- this is really interesting because the title embrace your life how did you see him embrace his life i i mean obviously he obeyed and was faithful and per- i we, there are some obvious reasons but i i do wonder it i don't know if people make that connection that um he had to be resilient himself and that he was doing this in a a season of sorrow. So tell us a little, draw that out a little bit more.
1: Yeah. You know, it is the first few verses is God says to Moses, God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant um, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to land and I'm giving to the Israelites. And it's kind of (laughs) like Moses died. I'm going to need you to move on with your life. And that's not what happens. <laughs> but you can read it like that. Um, and if you turn back a couple of pages, what you will see, or really one page to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 34, what you will see is Israel mourned the death of Moses. And so for me, it just spoke so strongly about he didn't just move past his pain, that he lamented it, that he grieved. He honored Moses's life. He honored his pain. But then there's this place of remembrance. So after he laments, God speaks... And what God says to Joshua in the first few nine verses of chapter one are all things he said before. And so he's reminding Joshua of the covenant that he's made with Israel. And so it's like, I've called you to be someone in the world and I've given you purpose and I've given you identity and that comes through relationship in me. And so we see through that is that there is this kind of, I think of it as an awakening of remembrance of that in the midst of our pain. That by embracing the life we've been given, we are walking in a bigger story. And that's really God's story of redemption. And so of how God uses Joshua to push forward God's redemptive plan, allowing them to take hold of the land of Canaan. But in that very um, last verse, in verse nine, he says, um, haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And really it is. I know this thing has happened that I need you in the midst of it. You, rem- you lament the pain, but you remember who I am and remember what I've called you to do and you walk forward in faith. And to me, that is embracing your life. It is having the faith to believe that what God has called me to is still worth showing up for because of not who I am necessarily, but because of who God is. And so you see these promises, you see this remembrance of God's character, you see this remembrance of Joshua's identity and purpose connected to the covenant And you see him move forward. And to me, that's really embracing life in the midst of suffering, in the midst of the hardship. We still keep moving because, again, we're part of something bigger. And that's God's redemptive story.
0: Amen. Well, there's something that you've said a couple of times. And and one of the things that I hope with 52 Weeks in the Word, um, both the book and the podcast, is that people who maybe have read it for the first time are reading their Bibles. So you've used the word covenant a couple of times. And I, I thought, you know, we let's define it. Let's talk about that. Because if you're reading through the book of Joshua and you're reading about the covenant, how do we know what to apply, what not to apply? Can we take it and stretch it too far?
1: So when I say covenant, um, a really simple definition, and I get it partly from the Bible Project, is that it's an agreement or a set of binding promises made between two parties or groups of people. And so what you see happen, it happens in Genesis 12, 15 and 17. God makes a promise with Abraham. Uh, you see it in Exodus 20. God makes another covenant with the whole nation of Israel. And we will see it again in Second Samuel 7, that God makes a covenant with David, right? And all of these promises um, are helping Israel become what sin has destroyed in our lives. And so when we think about um, what Joshua would have been connected to, uh, the Mosaic Covenant, again, that's Exodus 20. For many people, their familiarity might be the Ten Commandments. Uh, thou shalt not, and thou shalt, and all that stuff. And really what God, you see got doing, even in those Ten Commandments, um, because there's many more laws that we see through the Old Testament that are connected to that is God was teaching Israel what it meant to be in relationship with him and what it meant to be in relationship with other people. And a lot of that was rooted in obedience, that we are going to worship God. We're not going to worship the gods around us of the other nations. Um, and we're going to follow you. And so that's what we see, that God says, sin has destroyed things in this world. And through these agreements with different people groups, um, specifically the nation of Israel, I'm going to restore what sin has destroyed. Um, and so Joshua had been given instructions to uh, when it comes to the land of Canaan, that was a part of the agreement. And so you see him simply be obedient. Like that's the highlight. It's not necessarily all the specifics that we see. You can get lost in the weeds. The weeds are beautiful, <laughs> but you can get lost in them. But it's obedience is the key thing. If you take away nothing else, is Joshua was obedient. And that is what we can take away for our own lives is that Joshua's success, Joshua's blessing, the favor we see God give Joshua comes from obedience. And so what do we need to do as God's people? Be obedient to who he is and who he calls us to be.
0: That's so good. And I think we can also see that God was faithful, right? So he was faithful to him and and um, a faithful guide. And, 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 and so there is this, um, I think when we, when we're reading, we can misapply by thinking that we're gonna to go to a battle and <laughs> conquer land, or, you know, that but God, we can all be obedient. We can all recognize God's character in in this. And I, I loved how you said, and I'm gonna maybe misquote it, but um that we are too a part of the redemption redemptive story or how did you say it?
1: Yeah, we're a part of, we're part of God's redemptive story. So I do want to make clear, we don't save people. God does that by the power of the Holy Spirit. So anybody who's saying, what's Elizabeth saying? We don't save people, but what we do is live in light of our salvation and that God is doing work in the world. He's restoring the brokenness of sin um, and how its effects on us and our communities. And he uses us to do that work. And that is through spreading the gospel, but we're a part of it. We're not on bystanders. We're on the field.
0: Which is so good to to also remember as we're reading through the old testament, because sometimes we can think that was just for them. Or or God is only the God of the Old Testament, but God is the God of the Old Testament, New Testament, God is God today. Same God, which is remarkable to me. So with that in mind, Elizabeth, would you pray us out? Pray. I, I think it would be great to pray for the person who um feels like they're kind of in the wilderness or in the weeds. And and this idea of perseverance through struggle might be difficult for them. Th- that they're, they're not, they want to be there, but it's hard. Would you pray for that person?
1: Father, I just thank you uh, for the opportunity that we have just to talk about your word. And I pray for the person today who's in a season of suffering and difficulty. They're praying, but they don't seem like they're getting answers from you. And I pray that you would just give them the courage they need, the strength they need, the grace they need to see that you are indeed faithful. I pray that they see the blessings that you are pouring out on their life, uh, that you give them the eyes to see that and you give them community around them to speak the truth of who you are when it's hard for them to remember themselves. In your son's holy name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, thank you so much, Elizabeth.